Welcome back to Core Conversations, a Core Logic podcast. I am your host, May Claire Bolton Smith, and I'm the Senior Leader of Research and Content Strategy with Core Logic. In this podcast, we'll have conversations with industry experts about key topics from housing affordability to the impacts of natural disasters on property. Over the past century, the pace of human innovation has only accelerated. The invention of TV, the popularization of motor vehicles, the internet, cell phones, TikTok. Invention and creation have not only vastly improved our lives, but they've resulted in how we live looking vastly different than how our close ancestors lived just a few hundred years ago. Most of today's inventions and innovations are born of businesses driven by the desire to do better, lead the pack forward and solve problems. And while there are certainly industries that move faster than others, everyone is changing every day. CoreLogic is no different. So today we welcome our Chief Innovation Officer, John Rogers, to dive into the topic. John, welcome to Core Conversations. Hi there, McLean. Uh, thanks for having me today. Thank you. Great. So let's get started. Let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and your role here at CoreLogic? Sure. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm the Chief Innovation Officer at CoreLogic. So really, uh, I'm here to uh, leverage and exploit all the great assets, products, and solutions that we have uh, within CoreLogic and, and build the next set of solutions that we can take to the marketplace um, been with the company for seven years, um, uh, built out the underlying uh, cloud platform that supports all of our markets, primarily real estate, uh, mortgage and insurance. Um, and really prior to this, uh, I worked for many years uh, for IBM and, and a smaller consultancy uh, and fortunate enough all, all over the world, um, right across the States, Europe, Asia Pacific, um, with pharmaceuticals, uh, retail, logistics, airline and the financial industry. So I've been very lucky to work with uh, a, you know, a vast array of people and uh, different challenges. Wow, that sounds so great. So let's just dive in. So innovation itself is such a buzzword these days. And when I think of the concept, there's tons of associations that come to mind. Steve Jobs, AI and machine learning, flying cars. What does innovation mean to you? And how does it compare just to creativity? So I think uh, innovation means to me and, and probably to most people, it's, it's normally massive transformational shifts. And a good example to think about um, is just over 60 years ago, uh, the Wright brothers uh, flew a, a, some form of an aircraft uh, a few just over 100 feet. It was only a few feet off the ground. Fast forward to today, and you know, we're sending people to the moon, very close to commercial flights to the moon, which is about 240,000 miles away, uh, using, obviously, uh, the latest uh, technologies in, in uh, rocket propulsion. So just within the space of a lifetime, we've gone from flying a few feet to, to hopefully, you know, uh, commercial flights to the moon. So that's, uh, that's in between all that, you go from um, aircrafts flying longer, different types of engines, um, carrying more people, going further. So that's, that's a transformational change. So that, that, that's what I think about in terms of innovation. I think later on in, in the discussion, we'll touch upon maybe more subtle in, uh, innovations that people might not be... Uh, 
uh, as aware of, but are you know, sure. causing ma- massive, massive shifts for di- different companies. So, um, and then when, it, when you think about innovation, creativity, um, innovation for me is obviously a, a, a very strong focus on, on an outcome. Creativity is really just unleashing all of our ideas and, and you know, trying to synthesize all those ideas into something that is uh, an innovation that we can take forward. So I'll probably draw the distinction there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. And and you're right in terms of people think of innovation as the big things, but it's really little things and a combination of little things that really get us to that stage. So I think, you know, in general, people love the idea of innovation, but it also involves change and change can be really a hard pill to swallow for many people. And it can honestly be harder to achieve. So what's involved in pushing the needle? Uh, good question. There's a variety of things here. Um, the, the one that comes to the top of mind straight away is literally perseverance. Most mm. ideas get killed at least three times. I'm sure all our listeners have had ideas that see the you know the wrong t- the wrong time, the wrong audience. Um, but you know, if you go back in history, there's a lot, a lot of examples where. Uh, whether in, uh, as we mentioned, in the airline industry and pharmaceuticals in terms of uh, uh, drug innovation, uh, a lot of things do actually get killed off and take time to land in a market. Uh, A really easy example, uh, the first radar was actually invented just in 1922 by two U.S. Navy engineers, but wasn't actually really used in earnest until the Second World War, where it really was one of the pivotal points in you know, a lot of the shipping coming across the transatlantic, uh, you know, were, were unfortunately being destroyed by U-boats, and the use of radar technology allowed the Allies to pinpoint those U-boats. So that was wow. that was a twenty-year stretch. Wow! So wow. That, that, that's a, that's an example of perseverance, and it's to, and just it's just that and people might be thinking a couple of things. Well, why did it take so long? Um, I can't wait twenty years if I'm you know <laughs> if I'm working on some innovation right now. Um, but if you go through the history of that, there's lots of machinations, different leadership, uh, funding re- rejections. But at, at some point, it was the, the right combination of three worked out. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, and also qu- quite often with very major advances in innovation, you, you actually unfortunately need a crisis to kind of fast forward it. It's unfortunate that it has to wait for a crisis, but the, any silver lining in a crisis is that it actually really does fast forward innovation. Today, we have obviously a pandemic at, uh, taking hold of the world, which is obviously a terrible uh, predicament that we find ourselves in. But we do see um, the onset of innovation across the globe. And you can see things fast forwarding, things like online education, uh, touchless payments. Uh, in the real estate markets, you, we see um uh, appraisals being done where uh, the appraiser doesn't have to go into the home so we we can crowdsource those photographs and run image analytics across those photographs to 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 perform some of the appraisal tasks so it's really digitizing um the process there which which is fantastic to see um going back to the, the original question about some of the challenges um with innovation and you know, it normally creates a lot of change. Um, it's really key to understand uh, the commercial and deployment model. What I really mean by that is, um, in consulting terms, they, they call it the ecosystem 
orchestrators and complementers. So what, so what does that really mean? It's really understanding all the stakeholders, the companies that are uh, playing within that um, sector in that industry and really understanding where the money goes and the unit costs and really how to get and deploy out to uh, uh, the end user. We're really fortunate in CoreLogic as an, as an example uh, in the real estate market. We're very fortunate. We've grown over time. We service 1.4 million real estate agents, which is a fantastic footprint. So when we want to deploy new solutions, new products into the marketplace, we already have that footprint. So we can help the real estate agents with their clients. In other words, you and I as, as consumers actually find their perfect home. So, But that deployment model, if it's not understood well enough by the uh, the project team or the or the company, then it can cause real problems down the road as uh, as uh, you innovate on a new solution. Yeah. So the, just to wrap up that question, probably one last aspect I would think about in terms of uh, uh, the massive change that uh, innovation can cause is really it's so important to have the right leadership and tone. I've seen uh, I've been fortunate enough to be involved in lots of uh, large initiatives across the world with airlines, pharmaceutical companies, retail, and time and time again, when you get the right leader in place, yeah. the project is successful. So it's, um, um, I can't uh, underestimate how important it is to, to, to have that right leadership in turn. Yeah, I, I know that's a critically important thing, and I'm glad you touched on that. But the other thing you mentioned, too, is that how COVID has been really a catalyst for really pushing forward on some of the innovation that, that's been there for the last several years. And it really just kind of pushed it all into action. That's, that's a topic we touched a couple of months ago uh, in the last podcast of 2020. We looked at how COVID has really been a catalyst for change across the property marketplace. Um, so I want to dive in a little bit more to that specifically. Uh, when we look across real estate, mortgage, insurance, how is innovation playing a role? So I think uh, all these innovations already exist. It's really taking them to the next level. So the first one is image analytics. So as you think about the more and more media that we capture on our houses from photographs, videos, uh, point cloud uh, imagery, which is basically uh, 3D imagery, uh, more and more data will be extracted. Um, we're very fortunate in, in that particular space. We, we have a platform called Home Visit, which uh, allows um, real estate agents to contact us uh, and uh, order, whether it's photographs, videos, or uh, drone footage uh, of the particular property. And from that, we can extract really detailed information, which really drives external and internal property condition, which in turn drives whether it's uh, valuations, leads for builders, leads for uh, roofers, uh, very useful for the consumer. Uh, you start, getting, start touching on other aspects of uh, uh, the health of the home. So that, that, that's, that's one massive area which will uh, get bigger over time. Um, as I touched on, uh, the second one is, is the health of the home. So we, we all have lots of uh, IoT devices around the house. Um, it's really bringing that all together into one 
um, Health of the Home app, which is basically going to look at all your energy utilization, your carbon footprint, your notifications, and it all exists today in various bits and pieces. Uh, but the, but that, that will gain traction. And probably the last one is really crowdsourcing information um, on a person's property. And how do you drive um, the right behaviors and incentivize the behaviors of consumers or providing information that makes it worthwhile uh, for them to manage their home. So I think that those are the three areas that, that um, myself and CoreLogic are keeping a, a keen eye on and uh, obviously doing a lot, a, lot, a lot of work on. Yeah, no, those are that's great. And I'm glad you kind of dove into that. And I think, you know, if we look specifically at what role does innovation play in the success of a company. So have we gotten to the stage of innovate or die? Or are we there? Or is innovation just something that, oh, it's a nice to have? Yeah, you have to innovate or the or the project or company will definitely die. Now, yeah. again, it, it depends on, so sometimes people think of uh, innovation as very, very massive, big transformational things like, a, you know, I go from an airplane to a rocket, um, I go from a, you know, a cable TV, DVD to streaming TV, but it doesn't always have to be massive, massive transformational changes. It can be uh, sometimes subtle, but to, to answer your question with a straight yes or no, it's definitely you have to innovate or, or the company will die because there's otherwise there's a blind spot and you'll get you'll get beaten by the competition. Yeah, so I love that you kind of talked about how there's different kind of degrees of innovation, that there can be this, you know, massive, I think people think of innovation as is something massive, like you go from having a television with an antenna on top of it to everything is all streaming TV. Uh, What do we think, you know, is there a distinction, talk a little bit about the distinction between sustaining and disruptive innovations? Um, yeah. Is there something that, you know, companies should focus on one or the other? What should they focus on to really thrive in this economy today where you have to innovate or die? Yeah. And, and the short answer, and it's probably unfortunate, is the, you have to focus on both. Uh, and I can give you a, a good example. So in the airline industry, um, if you think about uh, back in the 70s and 80s, uh, Pan Am was was probably the, the leader in the world. Um, amazing company. Yeah. Uh, first transatlantic flight, first jet, biggest aircraft. And they were always striving for that next big thing. And interestingly enough, um, if you think of that, something like American Airlines, again, another great company, but they were doing more subtle innovation. So maybe not as exciting, but they um, put in place a, a new way structure for their staff. They put in place uh, a new reservation system that had an algorithm that optimized seat prices. They put in a loyalty program. And so you compare the two companies and today American Airlines, um, obviously pre-COVID, are one of the most successful companies in the world and Pan Am does not exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, that's where you have to be careful. And actually it's, it's, it's a number of different types of innovation whether they're the big dramatic kinds or just even just little subtle changes. I mean, think about um, Google. Uh, yes, Google definitely has fantastic technology, great user experience, 
Um, but really, if you really went down to the, the detail, you could argue that it's where it's the way they did uh, click-through rates on advertising. So they didn't always just put the advert at the top of the screen to the highest bidder. It was actually putting the ad on the on the screen at the highest point uh, to the number of um, hits that that already had. So it could actually be a lower bid, and just that slight tweak in the business model. Yeah, you could argue created uh, Google as a dominant force today, and that's wow. a that's a very big innovation. But you wouldn't. It's not the most. Uh, maybe the most obvious thing to to uh, you and I. So uh, it's those those sort of things that um, are, are really telling for for, for companies uh, um, gr- gr- growing in the marketplace. Yeah. So really, that focus on substance and it has to be something that's really going to make a difference versus just a, a flash of change here or there. Exactly right. Exactly right. And as uh, as technologists, sometimes our weaknesses we do get attracted to the to the the flashiness. So uh, <laughs> um, it's really understanding how you know how does it play out in the market? How how do you get to your end users? Uh, what's the commercial model and so forth? So uh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And and you know you can have a combination of a bunch of little changes that really are big, and realizing that those small changes can add up and really make a big difference. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Okay. So to wrap up, uh, I've mentioned this in a couple of podcasts before. I'm not sure, quite sure how we got here, but if you look into your crystal ball, what do you think the future holds for innovation? I know we're not going to get there instantly, but what does the future look like? And so the one that comes to mind immediately is, is again, it, it, it already exists, and that's um, using voice to interact with uh, everyday uh, work. So if you go back 10, 15 years ago, uh, it's probably maybe even longer. When, when, I, when I used to go to work, I used to deal with uh, systems and operational systems, which were, you could argue, maybe not the easiest thing to use. And then along came the iPhone, and basically, the workforce demanded, well, why can't I have that easier user experience in the workplace? And, and that happened over the last 10, 15 years. And I think voice, which is now prevalent in houses, cars, will come more and more into play into everybody's work life. And you'll be asking questions out loud rather than type on a computer. Right. And I think that will happen over the next five years. And luckily, we're working on that at CoolLogic. That is super exciting. Wow. So we're not going to have flying cars in the next few years? Well, you know, on, on that one, on <laughs> flying cars, the, the, the interesting part about flying cars is um, if you go back to the London Olympics in 2012, mm-hmm. the CIO was appointed, I think about, I might get it slightly wrong, like six or seven years before the 2012 Olympics. And yeah. they have to guess, not guess, but work out what's going to be prevalent and you've got, a, you've got a full week window. So he wow. actually looked into the future and saw mobile apps, which weren't really that prevalent in 2007, oh, interesting. Yeah, So fast forward now, and the Tokyo Olympics, they're trying to solve yeah. flying cars. Now, whether we'll get there, I don't know, but it's just interesting that it was on their radar because in an Olympic period, how do we um, – mobilize and transport all the athletes and sure. 
you know, uh, uh, audience, uh, the, the people who attend all the, uh, all the, uh, um, all of the know, events. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of interesting that that was on, that, that's on their, on their radar. So it, it will wow. be sold. Wow. That's see. And here I thought I was just making a joke, but that's, it's fascinating. And I think this is the great thing about innovation. So, well, John, it's been so great to have you. Thank you for joining me today on Core Conversations, a Core Logic podcast. It was great to be here. Thank you, McLean. Awesome. So for more information on the property market and the housing economy, please visit corelogic.com slash insights. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. Please remember to leave us a review and let us know your thoughts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to be notified when new episodes are released. And thanks to the team for helping bring this podcast to life. Producer Ria Tarakia, editor and sound engineer Romeo Roman, and social media guru Mike Wojcik. Tune in next time for another core conversation.